As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be. Oh man, it's eight o'clock. And so that'll make it a. I don't need the spotlight. I shine just fine. Hi, I'm Karma, and yes, I am a bitch. Brav Bros. Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Brav Bros, your favorite podcast from the bros for everybody, for whoever wants to listen. I am your co-host, Steel Russell, joined, as always, by the one and only Shooter Magooter. Shoots, what's up, dude? Not too much. We've uh, officially eclipsed into hoodie weather, so I am a happy camper. You can see here, if you're watching, the hoodie on, ready to roll feel like i'm uh in salt lake city getting a little cold sitting yeah. by the hot tub you know you dressed up for salt lake tonight yeah, i like feeling it. it i like well we got like the nice fall weather rolling in like me and dev went to uh an orchard today we yeah. apple picking we picked out some pumpkins we went in a straw maze which was lovely did I you find got, your way out i guess you did you're here i was so cocky like i was just like strutting along and like dev went like a different path and she seemed like way out of the way and i was like huh like i got her beat like way beat and then I end up like dead end way deep in the maze and she's like strolling towards the exit, like waving like, hi, and I totally lost. So that was a little disheartening. But, yeah. Um, you know, you got to roll with the punches. It's about how you respond and it's about how you perform the next time. So, you know, next time we're in a maze, I just got to hunker down and, you know, go for the gold. Did you panic? I didn't panic, but there was a point where I got a little flustered because I didn't realize like, you know, I like to think of myself as a good maze doer. As a know, navigator of as mazes. As a navigator of mazes, if you will. And um, I'll be honest, I was too cocky, and it showed in my performance. So Now, what kind of maze are we talking about, though? Like, how high were the walls? Could so you, you see could over them? Yeah, you could see over it, I think. So that, it's a kid's maze. Well, I mean, it's not not a kid's maze, but it was, look, it was more convoluted than you think it is, all right, before you get on your high horse. Right. why don't We might have to go yeah, we're gonna have to go us but, racing through the straw maze. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll do it at night. I like that. A little bonfire going on, make sure our clothes stink for six weeks, and then we'll hit the haunted house I'm glad you just... noted the smell of your clothing. Yeah, that's what everybody thinks about when they go to a bonfire. These clothes are going to stink <laughs> for six weeks. I don't think about that until after I leave the bonfire. Oh, I think about it the whole time. Well, that's your problem. But um, I had a lovely Sunday, okay? Birds are 3-0. and Let's go. Oh, yeah. It's a great game to watch. Um, I'm going to give you a little story about my Sunday, though. Okay. I woke up, I taught class in the morning, you know, fitness class early, and uh, I was ready to get my Sunday going. I was in a really good mood. I slept really well, like the birds were on. I get home and I do have mail in the mailbox from the day prior. And I open up the mail and apparently my easy pass was on the fritz for an extended period of time. So it's like a $200 toll bill that I wasn't <laughs> expecting. So that kind of like, you know, strike one, I'm like, all right, but you know what? Eagles are on in like two hours. I'm going downtown with the boys to watch the game. Like, yeah, this isn't going to ruin my Sunday. So I walk outside. And I notice that my wife's tire is like flat. And I'm Ooh. like, you know what? I'm going to be a good husband here. I'm just going to grab her keys, go fill it up real quick. You know, time's starting to get a little short as far as getting downtown for kickoff. But mm -hmm. my wife's safety supersedes all. So take the car to the gas station. I'm filling it up at the pump or at the air pump. And uh, I put my phone on top of the car because I was like in a rush. And like I fill it up real quick jump back in the car. I'm going to Wawa to get my Kevin Hart combo. <laughs> <laughs> Full circle. <laughs> no, I'm going to Wawa to get a coffee. I want to be energized for the game. As I get out of the car at Wawa, which is like down the block, I usually pay with like Apple Pay, you know, it's like the quick beep and get out of there. I look for my phone and I'm like, shit, 
I 100% left my phone in the car. So I look on the top of the car, phone's gone. So I just jog up the street to go back to the gas station, like hoping and praying it's like laying next to the air Wait, pump. Wait, you didn't take the car back up the street? No, I left the car a while and jogged up. There was a panic moment, all right? I, I, <laughs> I couldn't find my phone. So I jog up the street. Um, and I look, and in the middle of the road, like Germantown Ave, which is busy, if you don't know Germantown Ave, is my phone is laying on the street. And there's a car coming towards it. I'm like, no, come on. Like, come on, dude. At the last possible second, this motherfucker swerves left, doom, doom, over my phone, (laughs) keeps going, like, would have missed it. It was not going to be hit by the car. They go out of their way to run my phone over. Shockingly, I'll show it to you. That's the only damage from it. Wow. So, like, it's still very this is really This is really good radio right now. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, it's a good Steel's visual. phone has not a lot of damage, it looks like. Not His that much. screen protector is pretty fucked up, but... Yeah, but um, overall, not that bad. But enough to put me in a terrible mood now. So now I owe $200 to the tolls because EasyPass sucks. And now I need to go get my phone fixed because we use our phones for this podcast, like, nonstop. So I got to get my phone fixed. That's at least another 100 bucks. So within the span of, like, 30 minutes... I went from owing $0 to like $350. That's how I started my Sunday. And then all of the roads were closed going downtown. It took me an hour to get to the bar to watch the game. Thank the Lord the Eagles played out of their minds and put me at ease. All is right in the world. Everything's fine now. I'm fine. I'm fucking over it. Everything's fine. All right? Now, I will say, that guy who hit your phone must have been playing some sort of game. I mean... We talk about it, you know, you just kind of throw it out there. Like, you're playing a game of 50 bucks if you hit the old lady crossing the street. <laughs> 50 points, rather. That's like, you, it's something you think about again, in your it's mind. Just, you're it's like, just yeah. a game, guys. It's a game. It, he must have been playing a game. 25 points, he ran over your phone. He saw it the last second and went right after it. You know, you gotta, it's good gamesmanship. It's not. <laughs> It's not. If you notice a phone on the road, don't run it over. You should have ran out in the middle of the street and stopped them. I borderline almost did. Like I was questioning, like, should I like run out there and like try to stop this car? But then I have to weigh the options, like cell phone or my life. Well, <laughs> the funny thing is I ripped you to start off with because you didn't take the car back to Wawa. You ran over there. If you had taken the car, you probably would have missed your phone. I probably, Or I might have run over it. That would have been funny. That would have been actually kind of funny. Yeah. I might have laughed at that one. But Well, what a hell of a Sunday. Yeah, it was a roller coaster of emotions. God. A lot of highs, a lot of lows. But um we got through it, you know. As far as Bravo news goes this week, it was a relatively slow week, a little bit quieter, which is fine because we got a lot of lot of shit to watch. And given what happens in the next few weeks the next month or two for us we may end up starting to do two episodes a week um, two full recaps of everything that's on just to keep up with all of the uh the volume but um that depends on if some things go our way more to come with that but um the one thing i do want to talk about have you heard of two t's in the pod no the podcast so it's teddy mellencamp and um tamra judge oh okay yeah i have heard of that it's in the podcast and Teddy's getting a lot of heat because she keeps commenting on what's going on in Beverly Hills. Now, she was on Beverly Hills for a while, and she got kicked off of Beverly Hills and fired because it came out that her company, which was like a, a nutrition company or something, 
a lot of their coaches and her methods were very belittling and they were using a lot of hateful descriptions to try to like get women to lose weight and it was just a really bad look so she got whacked now she seems like the thirstiest ex-housewife of all time because she comments on like what kathy said Mm -hmm. and seems to talk about it like in great detail almost as though she was standing in the room she was not she was not there yeah i mean i've definitely seen her pop up on twitter here and there just kind of making her claims people kind of chiming in and mostly backlash and i think that i more so maybe even subconsciously just avoid all teddy mellencamp news when it's her talking if it's something about her i'm like all right yeah this might be interesting but when it's her talking whether it's her putting something out on instagram or putting something on twitter i'm like "Ah, i don't really give a shit but the backlash has pretty much just been like teddy you weren't there what could you possibly know that we haven't heard elsewhere. I mean, there's just no validity to anything she does. And I thought the ex-wives club was thirsty for some sort of Bravo action. She is like a fucking different level so much further. And it's so annoying to even see her pop up. And I'm like, fuck this. I don't care. And speaking of ultimate girls, we had another one cited filming in the OC. Vicky was spotted with Taylor and Tamra back filming how do you feel about that i know how you feel about these ultimate girls so yeah i mean honestly i had a bit of a scare tonight actually watching uh it was either between salt lake and beverly hills one of the two it's hard to keep track salt lake seemed like it just kept going i think they had less commercials but we'll we'll get there i have some feelings about that um they i guess bravo is now going to start airing the ex-wives club episodes on bravo it's been exclusively on peacock i was not paying attention at all and i looked up and saw like Vicky's face, Taylor's face, and I didn't see Phaedra. If I saw Phaedra, it would have been a dead giveaway, but I saw the two of them, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Why? Are, are we running it back? You I don't want anymore. getting the same cast as getting another season? Yeah. Oh, man. Which I'm... would have been brutal for me. I disagree. I That's why I said for me. Yeah. But, for... any, but I actually, towards the end of that, I really didn't mind Vicky as much, so I have always held on to the aspect of, if she's a friend of and she pops up here and there and we don't have to watch her, you know, sleeping 12 hours a day and crying and, you know, freaking out all the time. If she's just popping up and just showing some face and getting into the group, I'm fine with that. I have okay. no issues. All right. I, I appreciate your honesty. And now Taylor, I have an issue with that. I don't want to uh, see her on the screen. But, but she's already official. I know. And I'm dreading it. So let me get this straight. You're cool. With Vicky, who's not on the show, being back on the show. Yeah. You are not cool with... Te- what was different in their performance in Ultimate Girls Trip? I thought Vicky had some fun moments. Taylor had nothing. Clearly, she had enough to get brought back. Yeah, well, I mean, if I was running, pulling the strings there. Are you questioning the scouting department of Absolutely. <laughs> I actually agree. Hey, look, we mentioned this, like, way back. If you want us to become the scouting directors to go out and and find housewives go and scout new cities to try to figure out another franchise speaking or... of did you see where the salt lake city girls are going next yeah, week scottsdale i, knew you're gonna, scottsdale. I fucking knew you're gonna bring that up i don't know how this far into this shit we are still referencing real housewives of scottsdale just wait till you go to cleveland <laughs> Well, in other news, an actual Bravo franchise, uh, Atlanta started filming again today, um, officially, so we're excited to get into Atlanta next season. Um, I think we missed out. Apparently, it was a really good season, so uh, excited to get into that next year, Um, so stay tuned. And then, of course, Salt Lake City was back tonight, and I cannot wait to dive back into that with you. Yeah. 
yeah, that's it's going to be interesting. They did a pretty good job, and we'll, we'll get into that. Um, I will say about Atlanta, I'm still holding on to the fact that we should have just gone with Atlanta instead of Beverly Hills. I understand why we went Beverly Hills when we started the podcast. It made sense at the time. It just Well, the premiere was the same night that we decided that we were going to do this. It was just such bad timing by us. I know. We've, we've been through a lot. Beverly Hills is brutal. Yeah, but we're, I thought that like, we keep dragging it on. I thought tonight was going to get wrapped up. And once again, I'm sitting here like, this is the same episode as last week. Mm-hmm. Like, um, they did not have to make it an extra episode. They it was could've... worse than last week. No, I, I actually, I don't, I don't know. think it was worse, but it's just more of the same. And like, at this point, just wrap the shit up. Let's get to the reunion. Let's dive into this shit. Let's start getting the answers that we're all looking for because they're refusing to give us any. We're not nearly as mad as we were last week. Let's put that No, that's there. true. I'm not. And maybe yeah, that's because no, I'm like, I feel good. at I'm this sorry. point, I'm just like over it. But um, that takes us to Southern Charm. We are skipping Girls in Paris this week. We have too much uh, Housewives to catch up on. We got two shows coming tonight. We're doing Salt Lake and Beverly Hills. So... Girlfriends in Paris is just on a brief hiatus. It's, we still watched it. We oh yeah, and we still I, enjoyed it. I Let's loved put that it. out there. I loved it. And if more people watch it, we will start talking about it more because I love it. So start watching it. But for now, let's go. Southern Charm is getting close to the season finale. Um, this episode, we got more of the trip to Georgia. We're back with the crew um, on vacation, and it's like after the dinner, Craig goes home by himself. And everyone else is back at the house partying. We keep seeing this same dynamic pop up, and it's bringing a lot of questions to my mind. We keep seeing Whitney being the one having these conversations with Shep about his behavior. Now, if I'm Shep, if I'm anybody, and Whitney is giving me relationship advice, at that point, I would have to take a step back and look at myself in the mirror and be like, maybe I'm doing something wrong. If this guy's telling me what's what, I might not be on the right path in my relationship. But instead, he sits there and does what Shep does. Everyone in the kitchen's playing a drinking game. Every time that Shep says, I'm happy, you got to take a drink. Every time Shep says, this is crazy, you got to take a drink. And there was like three other things. And I think I'm done was one of them. I'm done was one of them. And if they played by the rules, they would have all drank a bottle. Oh, yeah. Every other word was, I'm done. I'm happy, missing the point, I'm missing the point, I'm missing the point. Like, that's all he's saying is, I'm missing the point. And I'm getting sick of talking about this, honestly. Like, you said it really well last week, I think. Like, Taylor is an adult at some point. Like, she's going to have to handle this one way or another. I think Austin had a moment tonight in a confessional, too, where he's like, look, like, at this point, I'm just, I'm done. I'm fucking done. We see him finally snap on Shep, and they're, like, going after each other a little bit. Yeah, I agree. I'm completely over the Shep and Taylor thing. I, it just needs to go away. They're adults. Figure it out. Move on. I will say something that you said, which I completely disagree about from your perspective. Ah. There's no chance in hell if Whitney was to step in with you in a relationship and say you're doing something wrong, that you would be like, I need to look in. That's a valid You'd point. be like, go fuck yourself, That's Whitney. That's a valid point. You're the stupidest guy here. Get the hell out of here. Okay. Valid and point. he was walking around. I've got gripes with Whitney. Everybody's going to fucking hate this, too, because everybody loves Whitney. No, for no, some bring reason. it on. Fuck Whitney. He's walking around the house. First off, he has his own villa. Why? Because yeah, he, he's he can't stay with anybody. Nobody likes him. That's why. <laughs> so then he walks in, and he's wearing a trench coat the whole goddamn time. Yep. Everybody's getting changed into, like, pajamas and, you know, going home, getting comfortable. He's walking around in a goddamn trench coat and boots, like, the whole time, like, the entire time. 
Like, what are you doing? Did you see what he wore to play golf? Holy shit. Shep actually said it funny. He was like, nice pants. They were like, fl- they weren't floods. They were what I imagine like 80-year-old men wear on the course now. Like, we're all kind of like getting into like tighter fitting clothing, like joggers and stuff on the course. He has khakis that he's probably had since he was in like eighth grade. He looked like he was going pheasant hunting. Yeah. And then the huge puffy vest. And I mean, he golfed about as good as I thought he would. Oh, yeah. He was completely on par with what I thought he would be. And that nice. is par. terrible. Yeah. It was a little golf pun. You like that? Yeah. And I was, it was funny because I was like yelling at the TV. I was like, show Whitney, show Whitney, show Whitney. I just want to see him swing. And he hit it like three or four yards. Naomi had a better swing than he did. Okay, I have a gripe. Oh, boy. Here's my gripe. Naomi gets on the course. I've never played. I've never swung a club. Bullshit. She said, no, no, no. She said she's never been, she's never played golf on a course before. She didn't say she's never swung. Okay. All right. That makes me feel a little bit better because I was under the impression, like, I've never done this before. And as soon as she swung, I was like, yeah, you have. Yeah. You You made contact with the ball. Exactly. Yeah. And that's not even like, that's just any beginning golfer. It's fucking hard to hit the ball. I golf a lot and I still suck. <laughs> so like, I, I, okay. That makes this, that paints the scene in a totally different light. Cause I'm watching it from the lens of like, she's never played before. And as soon as I saw that, and then she had like an approach shot from like 30 yards out that she hit pretty like clean. Better like, than Whitney. Way better than Whitney. It, it's just so funny because, like, what do you do all day, Whitney? I don't understand these people. Like, I have this idea in my head where if I was a person like that, I would golf. I, he talked about playing elevated sports at one point, about tennis. And did we see him on the tennis court last week? No, he wasn't no. there. Should have seen him there. There's your elevated sport. Here's golf, another elevated sport. You suck. <laughs> so what are you doing? Like, what are you talking about? And ha- what do you do with your time? I don't know. That's... Serve your mom cheese no, and he's a paper bi- napkins? He's a bi-coastal musician, bro. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Him and Asher. But that that is a fucking group right there. Yeah, that's What's actually... What's the name of that group? Oh, God. Put me on the spot. Uh, oh, I got Mommy's it. Boys. I like that. Yeah. Mommy's Boys is good. Whiplash. Why? Whitney. Oh, God. Asher Whit Whitlash. Damn it. No. I in my head I'm like, I fucking nailed it. I yeah. crushed this and I don't I didn't land. Nope. It's okay. Shake it off. You'll get them next time. You guys send us your Asher and Whitney band names. I, I fucking love this idea. I want to hear some Asher Whitney band names. So message us with off. those. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, the rest of the crew goes shrimping. It was actually kind of funny to see them. Again, I will say it looks like Vinita's on her way out. She had a little bit of a moment a little bit later, but she doesn't really do anything. She's just kind of there having a good time, not having a good time. They came home the night before. She's like, I'm going to bed. Everybody else stayed up and had fun. She went to bed. It's like, what? I don't understand what you're doing on the show. Yeah, anymore. I don't either. I, I will say I did like that she got a chance to be around Austin and Craig without drama. Yeah, because she definitely connected with this group more so than she has with any other crew thus far. Yeah, because we've always thought of her as like a a Madison minion. So So without Madison there, it allows her to kind of be herself a little bit more, which we saw. I mean, she butted heads with him. We could just jump right into that because there's not a whole lot more to talk about. But that dinner, Craig is happy and nice. Yeah. And why don't you just let him be happy and nice? Why would you bring up the night before? Shep starts it and says, how long were you in food and bev? Which, to be fair, I would make the same joke, probably. By the way, hate to admit it, 
shit made me laugh. That yeah. was funny. Was that, was that moment? That was funny. Between that, that and, and Whitney's pants, yeah. There was two. He had two funnies at dinner, and I was so fucking mad because I laughed at both of them audibly. LOL'd. Oh, boy. The first one was the food and bev comment. Well played, well timed, good job. The second one was he opens up his shirt and goes, I'm a mushroom guy. And then he goes, oh, I'm a fun guy. And I was like, damn it, that's a great dad joke. I love I it. I thought you would have loved I yeah. thought you would have hated that, honestly. No, I love a good dad joke, even if it comes from Shep. Well, even when Shep made the food and bev comment, Craig had a blank look on his face. I don't think Craig remembers saying that. <laughs> like, that's my first instinct was Craig has no idea what he said the night before. And even when Naomi was, like, talking at him about his behavior from the night before, because she feels like she's owed an apology, which he's not, he did apologize, actually, but he's not going to give you a full-blown apology after everything that you've been through and your current standing. So just take the I'm sorry and move on. I loved that Vanita jumped in the middle of it and told her, hey, why don't we think about Craig's feelings for a second? She just goes, shut the fuck up, Vanita. She goes, shut up, Vanita. And look, I have, I have conflicting opinions here. In my own head. So, with the Naomi comment, was it ill-timed? Sure. But he said something about forgiveness being the foundation or something like that. Something Mm -hmm. along the lines of, like, you need to forgive people to move on. Now, when she gave that rebuttal, because he said that in jest somewhat, like, the, the vibes were light, people were making jokes at each other, it almost seemed like she was just trying to be light about the situation. Be like, by the way, dude, like, if that's your motto... You owe me an apology, which I, there's a part of me that was like, I kind of get it. I kind of get where you're coming from. Like, are you testing the waters here at dinner? Yes. Should you let it lie? Definitely. But I didn't think it was the worst approach ever. My other thing, I did like that Vanita said something. However, from Naomi's standpoint, they've been friends for a decade. That is 10 years of friendship. I'm telling you right now, if we sat at a table and this same thing went down and you took somebody's side that you weren't that close with, that you just became friends with, I'd be fucking pissed. I'd be like, dude, who are you and what are you doing? That's fair. Right? I liked it from the show standpoint. Absolutely. Because mixing it up is always fun for me. Definitely. And especially but yeah, I get where you're coming she, from. Yeah, she hasn't done a ton. So to see her try to get in the mix, I appreciated the effort. But again, from Naomi's standpoint, yeah, I'd be fucking mad too. But yeah, I mean, that was, that was pretty much it for Southern Charm, honestly. There really wasn't a whole lot else in the episode. Now, you did say earlier that we're getting close to the finale. Are we? Because we have been very wrong about finales. I'm pretty sure, because they just filmed the reunion, which means that they have to be close to watching the last episode or have watched it already. Because the Housewives of Beverly Hills were like the only franchise that filmed the reunion before the last episodes aired. Oh. Yeah, they made a point to like, point that out so all right i i hope you're right i think i'm right i really think i'm right here i think that we're not great at dates no we're really not we are honestly. historically bad at knowing dates of things but i'm pretty sure but that takes us back to one of my favorite cities to go to via housewives and that is the real housewives of salt lake city i don't even have an attempt at an acronym here because it just doesn't flow see it's because I stole it from you last Roslick week. Roslick was actually great. Yeah. You've never watched this no. franchise. No, so. I didn't even. I actually had intent to go back and watch some of the episodes. Because I know there's, what, three seasons? This I is the third? this is the third season. Okay. So it would be pretty easy for me to dig through and go through. And I didn't. I erred on the side of 
I'm going into this show as a brav bro. Yeah, fresh eyes, brav bro. Fresh eyes. And it's worked out really well for me. I've had some really good moments where I know what's going to happen before everybody else. And they're kind of holding on to the past characters or whatever storyline happened five or six years ago. Got fresh eyes. I'm ready to roll. Knee jerk reaction. What do you think? I like it a lot. It's good. right? Um, It grew on me throughout. Obviously, we've talked about it through Jen Shaw's stuff. A couple other, you know, just Bravo news as we usually do in the beginning of the podcast. So I knew a little bit about it. One, super happy that there's only five housewives. Yeah, because if there was great. fucking eight, and I going into it, I did not know. I was like, this is Mormon country. There might be 15 of them. <laughs> I have no idea what's going on. It wasn't like that. There was only five, so it's easy to keep my attention. First impact, Jen Shaw calling her husband coach all the time is gonna bother me. You texted me in all caps. Coach. Jen calls her husband Coach Shaw. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, why? Like, I, because he's the coach. He's the so D-backs what, coach the, at Boulder. Do you think Biden's wife calls him Mr. President all the time? It depends. Behind closed doors, maybe. Yeah. Well, that's fair, actually. <laughs> but no, I mean, he's a coach. He's not even the head coach. He's no, a he's D-backs, D-backs coach. coach and a special teams coach. And I, here's the thing. I do like him. I like him a lot, He's actually. He's a likable character. He had one of like my favorite husband lines of any housewife I already franchise. know what it's going to be. Can I guess it? Yeah, sure. Is it the line where he says, don't invite them over here with the intention of solving or addressing something in the past? It was, don't use my birthday party as a platform. Settle that shit elsewhere. Thank you. Yeah, I knew it you were going to love awesome. that. awesome. And I'm like, fuck yeah. Get that shit out of here. And I actually, because like, I was watching, and it's funny because my fiance also hasn't watched Salt Lake. So we're both going into this fresh eyes, ready oh, to roll. Nice. And she even said something. She's like, this is actually kind of refreshing. Not only did we get the plannings of a party, we got the party in the same episode. Yeah, that's, that's a good pretty point. rare. Usually they talk about parties and they do all this shit. I will point out. It's weird that they do such extravagant parties for birthdays that aren't milestones. This was his 51st. They had Meredith's 49th and it was $80,000 from what I saw. What is what's up with that? Welcome to Mormon money, dude. I know, but like for her 50th, did they go 100K? Because that was last year. I don't know. Maybe. But there is it this year. I, I don't know. My, my timeline's going to be skewed for a while. So everybody's going to have to bear with me. But that's like the extravagance of Salt Lake. Like I these did see parties that. These are fucking nuts. Like, and the houses are cool. In, oh, the houses are awesome. Yeah. The houses are amazing. But that's the level of wealth that we're talking about here. And that also... I would love to have your perspective on like, your initial introduction to Jen Shaw was Jen Shaw the felon. Pretty that much. Your... Not only that, it's her actually holding on to her. Well, yeah, that's what I was introduced as. But tonight was hilarious. It was so funny Because to it's watch. her holding on to her being not guilty. Why would I plead guilty? I'm not guilty of anything. Why would I do that? I'm the only one left standing. It's so fucking funny to see that knowing what, six months later from now, I guess she was saying like seven weeks. So I don't know, fucking Christmas to who knows. Six months later, she ended up pleading guilty. So her talking about this right now, this is what we talked about when we talked about her pleading guilty originally was how is Bravo going to show this? And they are not holding any punches. They it's fucking funny. nailed it. I love the editing there. I love yep. like we're going to just show this because you said it and we're going to air your shit out immediately. 
we start out the episode, and for me, this is a very different scene than the one that you watched. So you get Meredith and Jen are teaming up, and they're talking in the hot tub. Meredith, last year, was the one that brought all of this shit to light that Jen was having legal issues or that she was, she was the one taking a firm stance against Jen to the point where when all this stuff was coming out, the girls were taking a trip somewhere. And she got there early, and she was soaking in a bathtub, borderline celebrating that these allegations were brought to light. Like, <laughs> that was the same day that Jen got arrested by the FBI. Like, they stopped the van before they went on this trip, and Jen had to go back because she was being literally hunted by the government. Then fast forward, Meredith is sitting in a hot tub with, like, a glass of champagne with a big-ass smile on her face. Like, told you so. So, to intro with this was fucking insane to me, and then... Flip to the other side, you got Heather and Lisa. They don't vibe. They don't like each other. But Lisa is always so far up Meredith's ass. Like every waking moment, she just has to make Meredith happy. She wants to be on Meredith's good side. But at the end of last season, she had a huge blowout because she kind of pushed her buttons all season. And Lisa finally lost her shit. And behind closed doors, she throws out all these just crazy allegations that there's affairs and the business is like going down and like just really really heinous remarks and that's how the season ended so now we get like factions that i never saw coming like jen and meredith never would have happened i don't know how that's going on heather and lisa never would have talked unless lisa's trying to patch things up with meredith because she wants meredith on her side so much so that was my return to salt lake yeah you just saw four women talking yeah no honestly i think bravo did a good job and pretty much the start of any of these early seasons i guess you could call them like beverly hills they didn't really do a whole lot of this is what happened last year this is what happened the year before tonight they started off with pretty much like the 2019 introductions to these women and what they're all about which i obviously vastly appreciated i will say something about meredith it sounds like she just peruses the sec filing filings all the time yeah how about and that? like that is just that is hating on a different level it's public like, knowledge well if you dig deep enough i suppose <laughs> that's like i and i wanted to make a Chappelle show reference earlier but this is another Chappelle show reference that she would have won the player hater of the year oh yeah without a doubt easily i mean she who actively goes into the sec filings just to see your i guess rival you want to call her to see how she's doing in business and also, what you're reading doesn't always mean the same thing. Like, yes, they posted a loss last year. I'm going to get financial here. They posted a loss last year. You don't know how much equity they have. They could probably eat that loss. Who the fuck knows? So that was crazy to me. The husbands in this, aside from Coach... Are robots. Suck. <laughs> They're fucking robots, They're idiots. dude. They have no personality. They just follow their wives around like at their beck and call. Yeah, and Seth did that um, to Meredith when she was talking about how Lisa's husband, John, just will follow her everywhere. He did it playfully and said, oh, I'm just, this actually feels kind of nice. I'm going to follow him. I'm like, yeah, I bet it does. Because yeah. that's what you want to do. You want to follow her around. I, you get that vibe immediately. You're like, all right, these guys are going to be duds. Coach is a star. Coach is I a star. I love Coach. For the time being. Oh, God. I hope not. Look, I loved Coach the last two seasons like yeah. he's been one of my favorites i'm just saying with all this shit going on legally speaking like hopefully he's not implicated well there is some news or at least there has been news about whether or not he knew the extent of how the fraud was going obviously he can't talk on it it's still an active trial well, this yeah. is unlike erica this is actually an active trial this so anything that he says as a husband of the accused 
can be held against him in the yeah, court of law. This is, this is not what Eric is going through. No, this so, is federal suit, not civil suit. Yeah, a little bit more serious. But I, you know, I hope not because if he goes away and it's just them, we always like when the husbands pop up. We not don't want them to ones. be there too much. These guys need to stay away. I don't want to see anything with them at all. They're just awkward when they talk. It literally sounds like robots talking. It takes mm-hmm. them so long to form sentences, and their sentences don't even make that much sense. And they just seem bewildered by the whole experience. When he was talking to Lisa at the party, it was so awkward. It was so painfully awkward. If you decide to go into that conversation, if you are going to open that door where she's trying to apologize and you're going to rebuttal that, you need to do it normally, like a human being, not a fucking alien, like trying to decipher what she's saying. Yeah. Like you've decided to have this conversation, then fucking have it. So I will ask you, what did you think or what's your takeaway from Whitney leaving? The Mormon church. I thought it was crazy how, like, what lengths you have to go to to get out of the Mormon church. If you're any other, like, Christian religion, at least to my knowledge, do you have to go through that process? Like, if you're Catholic and you decide to not be Catholic anymore, do you call your father? I mean, if you, like, just left your parish, I mean, you can, there's, like, transferring of parishes and things like that. If you just left, they probably still send you mail and be like, hey, do you want to donate to the church? Maybe if you're close enough to the church. I mean, the thing about the Mormons is they're all very, very active members of their church. So if you were to go missing for a couple of weeks, people are going to check on you and be like, hey. No matter where you go or move or anything, they can always find you and ask you for money. And they can send you mail. They can knock on your door and just check on you. That was one thing she said that really alarmed me. Like, they'll knock on your door and check on you. Mm -hmm. No. No, you won't. Don't come to my home. Apparently they will, and I believe it. But it is, I mean, it's a little tough for me to even get into that kind of mindset because I'm not very, like, church religious centric with those types of things. But her kind of taking, I mean, literally taking a leap of faith here is, I commend it if it's what she thinks is best for her. I think that her husband might be okay, but we didn't see a lot of him. So I'm going to hold on to that one. But he seems supportive of her and whatever. I mean, if it makes you happy, it makes you happy. It is crazy to see like Heather was like scared. So here's when she did that. Here's the thing. I don't know if you know this. So Heather pretty much defected from the church as well. Mm -hmm. Not officially. Like she doesn't follow the Mormon religion really. Like she doesn't, she still has a lot of Mormon beliefs, but doesn't agree with a lot of the stuff that the church does. I was under the impression she got kicked out of the church. Um, I don't know if that's true or not after seeing tonight. I do know that she is not like a big Mormon practicer, but she has not gone to lengths to take her name off the docket, which we saw like she was talking about it in confessional saying like because of her beliefs and her clashing with Mormonism has actually led to a lot of distension between her and her family. Yeah, it's her and her mom. And right. I guess so, her dad passed away. But yeah. So um, like, well, they did say that if you're not on the ledgers for the Mormons that you won't go to their heaven. What if that's real though? Like, what if I don't know? Who are we, we to get say? to hell? And they're like, you know, you should have been on that ledger. You should have been on that ledger. I mean, who knows? And that's kind of like the fear of it all is if you were raised in that type of community and that type of type of religion. That I mean, their religion is way more overbearing within your life. To walk away from all of that and be in the 
state of mind where you're believing that you can't go to heaven if you're not on these ledgers. And you're going to be able to just go on to what, yeah. what's the website that you went to? Quitmormon.com. It's fucking hilarious. Quitmormon.com. It's that simple. I, it doesn't seem that simple. No, for, it doesn't. For a religion that can track you down anywhere you go I and knock on your door, to go on to quitmormon.com. That was arguably the funniest part because of the way she was explaining the whole thing. Yeah. And then I was like, wow, like how the fuck are you going to get out of here? And she's like, quitmormon.com. I was like, oh. It was like an infomercial. Of course. Yeah. It was but great. Quitmormon.com paid them $100,000 for that spot. Yeah. But I will, I guess, bring something up that was brought up a couple of weeks ago. One of our listeners asked... Who did you think that my favorite was going to be? And I don't remember what your answer was. My, my answer was Mary Cosby, but she's not on the show anymore. So then I said Heather. Heather is my favorite. Too, ah, I knew it. Yeah. She's the best. Although I do like the insults in this show are funny. When they insult each other, they're mm-hmm. very funny. But yeah, she's definitely my favorite. We had a Big Baby Davis. I couldn't believe it. Glenn Big Baby Davis making an appearance. So I did some digging, I guess. Um, Coach Shaw. Yep. We're not going to call him Sharif. We're going to call him Coach. He is, uh, he's a lawyer for the NFLPA, so he has like agency ties and everything oh, like that. He so he probably, oh, yeah. cool. Yeah, so he's, I'm sure, friends with other athletes in different places. But Because I don't think, Big Baby Davis went to LSU, I think. So he didn't go to Utah. Oh, no. So that wouldn't have made sense. I thought he was the D-backs coach at Boulder. No. Oh, Utah? Utah? I'm an idiot. Yeah, he that went to Utah for four years. Sense. I did some digging. I'm went to idiot. Utah for four years, started as a strong safety for four years, and then had a very bad neck injury in his senior year, and it held him out of the draft. Sports. Sports. <laughs> I got to know these things. But back to, you know, I think the main star is going to be Jen Shaw because we're all so enamored to see what's going to happen. And, like, watching her paint this picture of who she is, knowing that she outed herself as guilty, is going to be delightful, I think. Like, she's sitting there bitching and moaning about her 4,500-square-foot house. Yep. Are you half the size of her normal house. Unbelievable. Not only that, but Angie was throwing her a party in her beautiful house. Gorgeous. And Jen still had notes. She had notes. If this was at my place, I would have... You know, I, but I, I can't think like that. It's like, you did think like that. You that is how did. you're thinking. That's how you're thinking. You're, you're vocalizing it now to us. So you definitely thought about the whole thing. And you had notes about a party that was thrown for your husband in his honor. First off, she was the first one to walk in. Bro, so she took did all you the attention. see that shit? I was fucking furious. I was too. I wrote it in my notes. I was like, this is all about her. This stupid fucking party that coach doesn't even seem to care about. Like, he doesn't like birthdays anyway. He was stoked that his frat brothers were coming in. Like, you could see him get actually excited for that. Yeah. So make it about him, man. Like, this is clearly just you missing that lifestyle. So to the point where you have to fucking rent your friend's house to throw a big bash that you still had qualms with. And not to mention, like you just said, she walks in the door and she takes center stage. She's doing a fucking Vogue pose while people are, like, clapping and shit. They're clapping for the coach, dude. Standing behind her. Standing behind her. Yep. It was just embarrassing. But yeah, I, I am definitely very interested to see where it goes. I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. I thought that the housewives have a good dynamic where everybody can hate each other. Yeah. And, and that they, makes me happy. They hate each other in a fresh perspective. Yeah. Like it's, it's new drama. It's stuff that is ever evolving. It's not the same fucking thing every episode. The fact that Meredith, who was saying how slighted she felt by Lisa the entire time, then starts throwing daggers, dude. She's saying that she might have had sex for money. 
that she might have had yeah, sex that was, to further. Did you see that she drank from an I Love New York mug too when she said yeah, that? Yeah, she did like the I can't say anything sip. Yeah. Like, but with an I Love New York mug. I know. For, yeah. I right. got it. But those are scathing allegations. Like that, you're, you called her a prostitute on Bravo yeah. after you got pissed at her for doing the same thing. That's what she said. She said she's an effing whore. Like, she's fucked everybody. I don't know why I said effing once and then just said fucking after, but whatever. Um, then you go on your confessional and say that she does sex for money? And to further, like, Vita, their tequila company? Whoa. Pot calling the kettle black. Glass house. Strong allegations. I love it, though. I, oh, I'm fucking here for it. I, overall, was so stoked. This whole episode, I was smiling. I was laughing. I was enjoying it. I wasn't getting like the hair on the back of my neck standing up because I was getting mad about everything. And I can already feel the hair going up on my neck because we're about to get into Beverly Hills. And I feel myself getting stressed. I think this show's taken years off of my life. Yeah, probably. At least just this season. This season has taken, I think, two and a half years off of my life. How did you calculate that? Um, so if you break it down by episode, there's 200 episodes this season. <laughs> Seems like it. God. I do think with Salt Lake tonight, anyway, I guess just for the premiere, they cut down on the amount of commercials. I, I don't know. Maybe this is just how I work, but it seems like the episode was like an hour and a half, and I enjoyed it. So I know that it didn't seem long because I wasn't enjoying it. It just seemed like it was much longer than everything else. Whereas Beverly Hills, there was seemed like there was a commercial every like 30 seconds. Because they're not filling the screen with anything happening. That's, That's why. probably true. You're seeing the same scene repeat itself over and over again with no kind of resolve, resolution, or information. Yeah. So because of that, your brain goes dead and goes, wow, this is going really fast because I'm not experiencing anything new. That's how the brain works. That's why time seems to go faster when you get older because you're experiencing less new things. We're getting deep now because fuck this show. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's just, let's just roll it right from here. Yep, here we go. Welcome back to Rob Hub. I've gotten so many Rob Hubs now that I think we might have found our first t-shirt. Oh, I think we might have our first t-shirt. We've kicked around the idea of we a couple have, different t-shirts. This one seems right up there, though. It seems plausible. Yeah. A Rob Hu t-shirt. Sound off in the DMs. Let me know if that is something you'd be interested in, but I think that's a t-shirt. But um, here we are. We're back in Rob Hu. We're getting so close. Next week, this one I know for sure, is the season finale. We've been talking about the season finale for four weeks now. For four fucking weeks. We thought there was one singular Aspen episode. There was five. There was five. And the fallout. And a couple filler episodes. And here we are. And it must be December, right? Because every other show is showing Christmas. I don't know what time frame it is. I'm lost at this point. But we pretty much start this episode off with um, Erica is at her house and she has a Zoom therapy appointment. And um, look, I'm going to be honest right out of the gate here. I enjoyed this scene with Erica. I liked the vulnerability. I liked hearing from a professional and a third party about her side of things, right? Like we've seen this defensive Erica, this Erica that seems to be cool with everybody. And then somebody pisses her off. She snaps, she lashes out. It gets really bad. And then she is against four of the girls in the group. It takes a while to recover. And it's just this cycle. It's really hard to see from her perspective, how she was affected by this. So by seeing her therapist kind of speak out and be like, look, you're grieving not only the loss of your lifestyle, the loss of everything that you had, you're grieving the loss of a husband that you thought you had. And that one hit me kind of deep. I was like, you know what? That is tough. This man that she thought she knew for a while, assuming that she doesn't know any of 
the illegal stuff, this man that you thought you knew, you really didn't. And if that is true, like that is soul crushing, right? And she did lose everything. And it is a sad story if she is completely innocent. Yeah. So to hear it from that side of things and kind of actually sympathize with her for once instead of just getting mad because she's screaming things at everybody, I actually enjoyed seeing it. I also enjoyed hearing her say, like, it's time for me to move on. Like, I need to grow. I need to get better. So in a season in which we saw so many tumultuous moments featuring Erica to kind of, like, resonate with her a little bit and, like, have a nice moment made me feel good. It's pretty interesting that you feel good from that too because i watched that scene and i'm you're smirking at me because i think you <laughs> think what's going to happen is not going to happen i actually went into that scene completely clean slate with erica thinking maybe i'm thinking about her in the wrong way oh. maybe let me think cuz when i think about her marriage i think about this shell of a marriage where she was just married to some old ass dude who paid for everything and there was nothing there at all right but to see her kind of not really break down but like to hear the therapist say you lost a husband you lost a husband and lifestyle in one fell swoop it really did make me think that like maybe i'm looking at this wrong maybe she actually did love tom maybe she actually did enjoy her marriage for more than just the things that were bought for her for more than this and then I came back and I'm like, nah, fuck no. There's no <laughs> chance in <at> hell. <laughs> it's like, wow. Nah, had- shell of a marriage. Absolutely. Complete bullshit. She just wanted fancy things her entire life. And she got them all with Tom. She didn't give a shit about anything. She didn't care about where the money was coming from. I don't really care. But I do get that she is mentally unstable because she lost all of those things. She lost the security of having a husband who was financially secure. Not just losing a husband. I mean, losing a husband who you loved and enjoyed sure but when they show those moments where it's like oh he was sweet sometimes it's like okay your husband's supposed to be sweet most of the time not sometimes he was a prick a lot of the time they showed scenes and he just like stopped her from talking and like while he was a dick about it i didn't really see any other interactions and like i've seen interactions with the two of them before all of this and i never got the feeling that it was really a marriage it was a shell of a fucking marriage so i went into it hoping that it was going to be better and I'd feel something for Erica. And I didn't. I didn't really give a shit. I thought we just were going to have a moment. I was like, no. wow, we need to like high five or something. And then you shut it down so fast. No, we can high five later because we had my whole theory come to fruition. But we'll, we'll get to that in a bit because we do have to stop by Erica's pop-up shop and her hair extensions. Did you see what the name of that place was? No. Tattle. Interesting. Uh-huh. Hmm. T-A-T-E-L. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it, but tattle. To tell. And a lot of people are ratting on each other right well, now. Well, that wasn't the only thing. There was also a little bit of product placement when Rinna was talking to, I think it was Dorit, about obviously the Kathy thing, because that's the only thing that we can fucking talk about anymore. There was a little tequila in the background. Oh, was there? Oh, yeah. Not 818, not um, Kathy's. It was a different tequila, but still. Tequila in the background. Always watching. (laughs) There's always tequila drama (laughs) in one way, shape, or form. But we see all the women there with their stylists. I thought that was a classy move, you know, get the stylist involved. But then it made me think, how rich do you have to be that, like, people having a stylist is, like, normal? Like, you just assume that your friends have stylists. I, well, no. I, I don't think it's a matter of being rich. It's a matter of being on a reality TV show. Oh, well, that's Which those answer. two kind of go hand in hand, but I mean, they're not 
we just watched Salt Lake City. They're not obnoxiously rich like them for the most part. But yeah, they all have stylists because they all have to be on TV all the time. Yeah, okay. All right. Thanks for ruining that for me. <laughs> um, but the thing that really pissed me off with this scene is they start once again. Here we go. We're diving back into what happened. Rinna has this like aha moment, this fucking light bulb moment. That was such bullshit. So She's fake. like, wait, Kathy lost her mind at the hat shop? What? When? She was outside and she was agitated? No way. No. And she kept saying no, and she gets that tone of voice. I don't know if you've noticed it, but she oh, has yeah. an, a certain no that she repeats. Mm-hmm. And it's all she says, no, no. And I'm like, you, how on earth are you going to sit here and claim that you didn't know what was going on at the hat shop and that that was the spark that lit all of this shit on fire? Especially when we get her confessional right after that happens in the hat shop, and she says, oh, I know what I was doing. Yeah. Like, yeah, you fucking knew what you were doing at the time. So for you to turn around a week later... And pull this shit and be like, no, that, no, she was mad about tequila, really, or she was mad in the hat shop. Like, yeah, she was fucking mad in the hat shop. You laughed about it. You did laugh about it, and then your reasoning of why she was mad was because she's jealous of the Kardashians. Yep, that was the reason. Aren't we all? I mean, yeah, obviously, but yeah, but I don't have a tequila. I'm also not Kathy. That fucking was just the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Like, you think that that's why she was pissed is because of jealousy? And to put the cherry on top, the fucking icing on the cake, she has the nerve to say that I've been sending her blessings and prayers from my heart. I like what Sutton said. <laughs> Do you think Lisa prays? There's no way. No chance no at all. No shot. I want to address, like you said, we we're going to have a high five moment. For those of you that are new to the show, one, stop right now and go back and listen to episode one and then catch up later. But you made a very bold claim a long time ago. You said that at some point in this season, we were going to have a Sutton and Erica makeup, and then we were going to see those two team up against somebody from the Fox Force 5 or all of them. And God damn it, if it is not taking shape. Oh, yeah. We got I one more episode could, out dude, there. Dude, I couldn't believe it. I was sitting there and like I missed it last. Did they show last week that they were going to have lunch together? I know that they made they, up on the plane. They did make up on the plane. I don't remember. I, we saw the scene tonight from the plane. I don't think they showed that though. I don't either. Okay, so I'm not going crazy. So, but they, they did show the scene about uh, Sutton saying that she wouldn't come to Erica's party because Erica didn't come to Sutton's party. Right. And Erica was like, "I I respect that. That's fine." And but, then Sutton still showed up, and she said. I appreciate you not being as petty as me. And then they hugged. And I'm like, hmm, interesting. Yeah, that was the little foreshadowing Uh moment. And then we get the lunch. And first off, great spread. Popeyes on a platter. Fuck yeah. On some fine china. Dude, that was... I love Sutton now. Yeah, it's great. I I can't believe I'm saying that. And for anybody, we've got people on TikTok saying that we shit on the same people all the time. Go back and listen to the first 10 episodes. Yeah. Okay? And then look where I am now. But they're just trying to like clear the air. And I think that the one thing I can take from this, because Sutton still doesn't get what she really wants here, because she does say, like, we, I would just want to hear some compassion in your voice, because when we say a certain word that starts with a V, it seems to trigger you. And it would mean a lot if we could just hear some compassion when you talk about it. And Erica does what Erica does and deflects immediately and says, well, I would like some compassion, too. And Sutton's like, well, I'm giving you that. Can you give me that? No, you can't. Okay, no. you know what? I'm not even going to try. Yeah. She takes it for what it is, which is great. 
look, you're not going to solve this. Erica's not going to do what you want her to do. Right or wrong, that's how she is taking her stance, and it's not changing. So I think Sutton has finally gotten to a point where she can just move on from something and not put her foot in her mouth. And yeah. I appreciated that. I appreciated that they could come to terms, at least be amicable, so we can see I've been trying to combine their names um, ever God, since I saw this What is with you? Moment. Why do you keep doing it's this? how my brain works. It just, it, you know, every once in a while you come up with a really good one and people are like, oh, that was actually really clever. I'm like, oh, thanks. I try every word. So I'm like one for 2,000. But I couldn't figure out one at all. Sirica was the best I got. And it's not great. Um, you also can just keep these things to yourself. You don't even have to. We're, we're on a platform in which we share our thoughts and feelings. Not so... all of them. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like I, I did really appreciate it. And like you said, Sutton has gotten to the point where she doesn't expect too much from Erica. She kind of just takes what she says. Erica, conversely, has gotten to a point where she's not really lashing out at Sutton anymore. Yeah. When Sutton... If this was 12 weeks ago and Sutton sat there, I can't believe I just said 12 weeks ago, but <laughs> fuck. But 12 weeks ago, when Sutton sat there and would ask Erica to show some compassion, Erica would have lashed out. We would have heard some very over-enunciated tease. Yep. Here, she just says, you know, I would like some compassion back. And it's hard to see that. She spoke through it. Now, obviously, this is on the heels of her talking to her therapist. So maybe she's in a better place right now. And maybe she's been doing that a little bit more recent. And she also has the meds. And she's not really drinking on the meds anymore, which is good. So maybe she's getting to a better place mentally. And it's helping this. I don't want to call it a friendship yet. But it's helping this relationship mend a little bit. Because they showed it before a couple of years ago. They were friends. They, yeah, that they was, do hit dude, it that off. That was a year ago. Everybody has said they should be friends. They're basically the same person or they're from the same area. They have the same like raise. They were raised the same way, whatever they want to say. And to see it happen now over some Popeyes, just see them have a good time and not really harp on some heavy shit. They didn't talk about Kathy. Thank fucking God. And we got a little reprieve and it was a nice moment for me because I mean, honestly, I'm not keeping score, but I've got like four or five of these bad boys that I've been firing out, and they're hitting. No, you're hitting. I will yeah. say you're, you're on a eyes. hot streak. Yeah. But let's finally, here we go. This is the closest thing to resolution that we've had with this whole saga. The first part of this conversation is just Kathy and Kyle. Kathy comes to the door wearing her peace shirt and a cowboy hat and cowboy boots. It wasn't her peace shirt. Whose was that? It was Kyle's P shirt. Oh, was it really? Yeah, she was. And not only that, she was wearing the same shirt when she had the meltdown last no, week. No, yeah, I was gonna. Yeah. Yes, she was the same shirt. I thought she wore it initially because it's like uh, we're gonna make peace. I thought that too. And you can tell right out of the gate that Kathy's gonna do whatever it takes to make this better because she offers her bracelets to her, which I'm assuming are thousands of dollars each. She says that they're making her hot <laughs> because, look, as a bracelet wearer myself, let me tell you. Every once in a while, it's just, it's yeah, too much Your wrist to gets sweaty and the rest of your body's fine. You're like, what the fuck's going yeah, on here? Yeah, that's not a good time. No, but I get it. Kathy immediately apologizes to Kyle. And there's two ways to look at this. The first way, she is genuinely sorry. And she wants to make amends. She feels bad for the things that she said. The second one is damage control. Like, she's just going to jump on top of this as fast as she can and say, I'm sorry, let's squash this. And for our listeners out there, before you think that I have taken a stance, I won't speak on behalf of Shooter. I have never once spoken out like one way or another for Kathy Hilton. I've never been a huge fan of hers. 
nor have I hated her. I think she has funny moments, but I've kind of been whatever on her. I think people get the impression that, like, I'm a Kathy stan. Oh. And by no means am I. I don't know her that well. Could she have a monster in there? Yeah. Would that be surprising to me? Not at all. That could definitely be real. But I'm giving my opinion on what I am presented with, period. What I've been presented with, she's apologizing for the same shit that every other housewife on every other franchise has done multiple times. And yet we have stretched it out into five episodes. We've stretched it out along an entire season. What makes this so different? And I'll tell you who makes it different is fucking Lisa Rinna. That is the only difference here in the whole thing. And after seeing scenes from the next episode, and I know we got more to talk about before we get there, but these little clips just simply confirm that. Rinna is on a fucking vendetta for one reason or another. The radar shit starts to come out. There's starting to be inklings about that. There's one person here stirring this fucking pot and making this into more than it is and making all the other women seem like this is worse than it is. It's Lisa Rinna. Every, uh, name one housewife that hasn't said a horrible thing about another one. Can't. You can't, because it doesn't exist. So we're making a big deal over what we watch this fucking show for. I don't have an endpoint. That's it. Like, I can't do this anymore. I'm at my wit's end. They needed to end this shit tonight, and they didn't. And the only way they could make it worse, because we finally get Kathy and Kyle hug. And, like, she says, I'm proud of you. It's a very touching moment. Well, it looks like you're getting a little hot and bothered over there. Maybe take some bracelets off. Uh, I'm going to take a bracelet off. <laughs> Not that one. That's Poppy's. I'm going to take out this for your one homie, off. Kathy. Speaking for myself, I... I fucking love Kathy. I think she's so funny. I, she has been, obviously like I love Sutton. I love Garcelle, missed Garcelle this episode. Um, and that's like really, I mean, I love Crystal as well now, but when Kathy comes in, it brings a different element in here and it just looks like Rinna has such a spearheaded vendetta against her for fucking nothing. I mean, for whatever this blow up was supposed to be, I'm sure it was nothing compared to the amount of blowups that Rinna has had on the show. So who the fuck cares? Also, I hate it. I get that Kyle and Kathy have a tumultuous past, but they're still family. They're yep. still sisters. What the fuck are you doing there, Lisa? I, maybe Kyle invited her over. And look, Kathy took the opportunity to say, look, Rinna was the one who was there when I went through this whole meltdown. I owe her an apology. That's the fucking adult thing to do. That's the nice thing to do. Rinna took it as an opportunity to stir the pot a little bit more. She's sitting there with two sisters who have already apologized, who have hugged it out, who have shared their I love yous back and forth and have mended things. And it looks like it's fine. And Kyle even says, this is better than, if not the best I'm going to get from Kathy. Yeah. The fact that she came right over, this is a couple of days later, one, or this is like a day after Kyle got back from Georgia. And she took the opportunity to apologize to her in person. Did I think her methods were funky? The whole cowboy thing? I just flew in from, or I just rode in from fucking wherever to apologize to you and did the yes ma'am thing with her hat? Yeah, but I think she's a quirky person. So she was probably just nervous about apologizing to her sister. Those are normal behaviors. Yeah. What Rin is doing is not normal. It's weird as shit. It's attention-seeking. It's stupid. It's annoying to everybody watching. I don't care. I see people that said last week, oh, all the people who said that Rinna was lying are going to feel stupid after this episode. 
I don't. I don't feel stupid. I don't feel stupid. I think that what we talked about last week is true. Who cares if it was a blow up? Rinna is blowing it up even more for no fucking reason, getting everybody riled up. And the best part is she told the whole group at the the hair extension thing for Erica. Oh, Kathy said things about all of you, but I can't tell you what happened. I fucking hate that all the time. It's so annoying. I can't tell you what she said about you. Okay. Nobody in the group got mad about it. Nope. Nobody said a word. They're like, oh, okay. Diana last week said, I've never seen Kathy blow up like that, but you know, what, what is she going to do? So nobody feels threatened. Nobody feels upset that Kathy did this. So Rin is the only one who's just running with it, and it's tiring, it's stupid, and boy do I hope next week everybody calls Rinna out, and if fucking Sutton and Erica team up and go after Rinna because she's leaking shit to the press, because it looks like Sutton asks everybody, are you going to leak this to the press? Yep. Who's, who's leaking things to the press? If they find out, or if they figure out, or pin it on, on Rinna, that would be the vindication of the season. I'm still going to be furious of the whole but, fucking you know, 20 that's weeks. A, that's but a big deal for you. Yeah, that's a big win for you. The one thing I want to comment on with like the Rinna part of this whole scene is when she gets in this mode, in this like she's got dirt on somebody else, and she did the same shit with Denise Richards. I watched that season. I saw it happen. She gets this tone of voice again when she says like the no no thing, and like she gets that same tone. Mm-hmm. She turns into a fucking therapist. Like she knows how the human brain works better than anybody. And she's telling Kathy, you have, like, she's gas, like, this is textbook gas. Oh, yeah. This is, like, what it is to a T. And she throws that word at Kathy when she's the one actually doing it. She's sitting there saying, you need to get some serious help. Like, you really need to figure this out. This is a you problem. Like, the way that she's talking to her is so condescending. It's so, she's trying to remain so mellow and matter of fact that it makes Kathy feel stupid and crazy when all you have to do is look in the fucking mirror, Rena. Like, take a look at yourself. You have thrown a glass at a woman one season. You have tried to ruin marriages. You have tried to ruin Denise Richards' credibility. You've tried to literally insert yourself in scenarios in which you do not belong that have long-term lasting effects on people's lives and relationships with their significant others and families. In this case, the biggest issue was that Kyle and Kathy were feuding because they're related. And she said some awful things about Kyle behind closed doors. They have solved it. They apologize. They have They're hugged. Good. They have had a really touching moment. Kathy said, I'm proud of you. Mom will be proud of you. Kyle even says, like, she's my sister. Mm-hmm. It's the best I'm going to get. She's, like, my only family. Like, I need my sister. Hug, hug. Love you, love you. We're good. Yeah, and the thing that really bothered me watching this scene... I mean, a lot of things bothered me watching this scene in the whole fucking show. But the thing that really bothered me was if you look at the dialogue between Rinna and Kathy, you would think they were having two different conversations. Yes. Kathy was apologizing to Rinna sincerely and really apologized to her multiple times. Rinna just kept coming back at her and coming back at her and coming back at her. Never accepted the apology. Just kept going. Started bringing Kyle into it. Kyle's getting distraught. And then... Kathy just made a noise. She's like, mm-hmm. And Rinna goes, oh, is that you trying to shut me up? Like, yeah. fuck you. Go, go away. And then she keeps going. And then Kathy's like, all right, like, I, I've said that all I can say. Like, I've apologized. I'm, I'm done. And Rinna goes, that's how I figured this conversation would go. It's like Rinna, the worst actress of all time. I don't give a shit that she was on Days of Our Lives. I could not care less. 
How long ago was that? Who gives a shit? She's a terrible actress. Yep. She sat in a mirror before coming over to Kyle's in the hopes that she could talk to Kathy and stir the pot even more. Probably did this whole scene in the mirror looking at herself, thinking this is going to go so perfectly. Kathy threw a curveball in there and actually apologized and was sincere. Not only that, but she also made up with Kyle before you got there. How does that make you feel? Well, I already rehearsed a scene, so I'm just going to carry on with the scene because this is the only thing I know how to fucking do because I'm a has-been hack actress. (laughs) So here I am going on with my goddamn scene, and it makes no sense. It's so stupid. Kathy leaves, and Rinna thinks she won. She's so delusional and stupid that... I just don't give a shit. I hope she is gone next season. I do too. And I think that hopefully after next week, we start to see some kind of news coming out about a cast shakeup or moving some people in or out. I don't know. But I am so ready for the finale. I'm so ready for this to be over. And now that Salt Lake is out and it was so much fun to watch and Potomac is coming back and like, I think less than two weeks. Oh God, time frames again. Time frames. I think it is two weeks. Though. I, I think, think you're right. I think we're gonna. Yeah, October 9th. I do know that it's October 9th is when it's coming out. Oh man, birds play the next Sunday night too. Cowboys game. That that I will wow. not be watching. Potomac. <laughs> I will be at that game. I'll be I'll not be watching. side by side screens on that one. But um, we had look. We've been tested. Right, we were thrown into the fire. I think we handled ourselves very well this season. I, I am excited to move on, all right? And, like, when we move on, we're going to have to do our best to not carry any of this baggage with us. Oh, no, I won't be referencing this. Okay, we got to leave this shit behind us. No, if we talk to anybody from the show, obviously we have to talk well, about it. Well, that's different. But, yeah. That's different. Possible hint there. That takes us to our questions portion of the show. From CK and W, do you now believe Rinna? She didn't lie. She's dramatic, yes, but didn't lie. What show were you watching? What, <laughs> I feel what, like that's the answer to like so many questions the last couple of weeks. It's just like, in what way, shape, or form did she give any kind of evidence of what happened? Was she like, I don't know. I guess a lot of people took the stance that the meltdown itself never happened. But we didn't. No, I, I knew the meltdown happened. That was never in question. That's par for the course. No, it's what was said that's the issue. If she was calling everybody in the group dumb, bitchy, and stupid, I could give a fuck. Yeah. Like, that's I don't... par for the course in Housewives. I don't know. There's more renaissance out there than I'd like to admit. No, it didn't change our opinion. Not in the least bit. From Zoe Kudlapalei. On a scale of 1 to 10, how obvious is it that Rinna slash Erica leaked Kathy's ish to deflect from Erica? Ooh. Uh, I think it's obvious that Rinna definitely did it. I, I don't know if Erica's involved. I haven't looked at it from that vantage point. I'm going to say it's 10 out of 10 for Rinna. Yeah. Like a 3 or 4 out of 10. I, she could have maybe Rinna brought Erica into the fold and just said, hey, I'm going to... No, I don't... No, Rinna wouldn't do that. Rinna did this on her own. Yeah, I'm going to say 10 out of 10 for Rinna. Yeah, 1 out of 10 for Erica. I was going to go 2 out of 10, yeah. Because if it happens, like I wouldn't be baffled. Yeah. But I don't think it did. No, I don't think the two of them would team up with this one. From 2000's Days. Two, 2000's Days? 2000 S days? 2000 S. Why is 2000s plural? 2000s days? 
I don't know. Now I'm confused. From two <laughs> from two thousands days, do you think Kyle should have done more to defend Kathy? Yeah, I do. What yeah. do you think? I think that Kyle should have done more to defend every single person that she could have defended this entire season. I agree, and like I th- and we missed it earlier. I think that Kathy had that moment where she's like, you know, I'm starting to feel insecure. Like every time I put clothes on, you shit on me for them. So. I'm starting to feel a little Yeah, insecure. Kyle said that Kathy's the queen of practical jokes. I didn't really see that. She just, up. all she did was hide her purse. Well, she, I, I get, like, but that's a practical joke. That, like, yeah, that's, that's not a You practi- know, whatever people's humor is that, but telling somebody that their clothing is weird or, like, shitting on what they're wearing is completely different than a practical that's joke. That's not a practical joke. That's just a mean thing to say. Yeah, it's not funny. So, yes, I think that she could have done a much better job defending Kathy multiple times. If she wants to lean on this crutch of, you know, family, 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 like, defend your fucking family. Stop treating her like shit. Mm-hmm. From Val Craig 88 did you want to jump through the TV at Rena during the Kyle Rena kathy scene? Yeah. Yeah, I think that everybody with a brain did, unless you believe Rena. But, yeah, it was a really frustrating scene to watch, as this whole season's been, especially, especially. Especially. I can't even speak anymore. It's ruining my brain. I can't do it. <laughs> and we got one more. Uh, we don't usually double up for people, but, um, but Zoe Kudla-Pole asks a really good question. Um, so you get two questions tonight. That's royalty. Yeah. Brav bros royalty. Will Dorit be Team Kyle or Team Rinna slash Erica? So this is assuming that the cutscenes we got that Kyle does take a firm stance against those two. Uh, oh, Dorit's going to be torn. All of her friends are in pain. You know what she does. Yep. She heals. I think she's option number three. I don't think she's going to take a side. I think she's going to remain she quiet during that. Yep. She stays neutral. Yep. I think she goes with Kyle. Honestly. Do you I, like Switzerland a lot? Switzerland? Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Flag's a big plus. <sighs> bravo well done if we have any swiss listeners i'm so sorry for that (laughs) i apologize but um you got anything else no but after that joke i think i'm just going to incorporate a really bad dad joke into every one of these episodes i don't care about that i'm i'm on board for that i just wasn't expecting the big plus yep and uh it was look it was a good one all right look you're a a fun guy (laughs) chef Shepard. Bring it back around. But that does it for us tonight. Um, again, a lot of big stuff is coming out soon. A lot of news within the next couple of weeks, possible month. But just stay tuned. Um, keep looking at our Instagram for updates. We're really excited to, to share this stuff with you, but we have to be patient. And as you can tell, it's killing me. But we'll get through it. Um, as usual, follow us on Instagram at brav underscore bros, follow us on Twitter at brav underscore bros and follow us on TikTok at brav bros, just brav bros, no underscore, but, um, I'm exhausted. I'm done. I don't want to talk about Beverly Hills anymore. Rob Huck and Rob, huh, the hell out, Rob, the hell out of my life. That I can't didn't work. Do you think about these things before you say them? No, I start to say them, and sometimes they come out smooth. Okay. And in those moments, I have like a little self high five. And when they don't land, I either cut it out, and you guys at home don't hear it, or we just move on. <laughs> That's fine.
But uh, yeah, yeah uh, we'll see you next week. Go birds. Go birds. Bye.